Welcome to The Straight Cut. I'm Steve Garland. I'm Aaron Shuttleworth. And we are coming to you from West End Cigars in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, here for our fourth episode. You excited about it, Aaron? I am. We're back in the members' lounge this week. Yeah, there's uh, there's just two of us tonight. We don't have a guest this week, so um, we decided to move back in here a little more cozy. Yeah, yeah, you know, not as uh, not as many people pulling on the door trying to yeah. get in also. <laughs> it's a great problem to have, though, you know, yeah. people trying to come in and, and hang out even after we're closed. So I just love how they, they look at the door, see the time, still pulling it, but most of the time, you know, if we're here, we're going to open up anyways oh, yeah. for them, but, you know, when, we, when we're neck deep in recording and everything, just, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to pull away, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, tonight we are smoking the uh, Romeo and Juliet 1875 Nicaragua. Um, this is one of their newer cigars. I believe it uh, debuted last year at the IPCPR trade show um, in 2018. Yeah, I believe so. Um, it's a cigar that we sell quite a bit of. However, it is not a cigar that I smoke a lot of. Uh, same for me. I don't smoke this uh, Romeo pretty much at all, honestly. Um, you know, if I'm smoking a Romeo, it's going to be the San Andreas or the Reserve Real. I think I've had this maybe twice. Um, you know, it's it's not my favorite one that they produce. Um, we'll see if maybe by the end of this recording, you know, change your mind a little cha- bit. Change my mind a little bit, yeah. but you know, that's why we said we're doing this. We're going to smoke stuff that's not in our in our normal humidor that we smoke personally, yeah. and you know, we just can't smoke everything that we like. Right. So we have to branch out and do some stuff that you know out of our comfort zone, and you know, we're sticking true to our word. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do with this cigar. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of get into our uh, view on the cigar and, and a little more information with the company and the cigar a little bit later. But um, we wanted to do an episode for people that are new to cigars, people that maybe have never been into a cigar shop before, um, possibly people that have been in one or two before, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, just not that as experienced as, as, as us um, yeah. or as a lot of our customers um, but we wanted to create an episode to help you out a little bit so that you don't feel nervous going into a cigar shop. It's very surprising to me how many people come in and feel intimidated mm-hmm. um, when they first walk in. But once they come in and actually start talking to us and to some of our customers, they feel right at home. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and this is for, you know, the listeners out there, too, because not every listener that we have might be, you know, well versed in cigars you know this is you know we're making this for people out there who wants to get into it you know if you were an avid cigar smoker and aficionado yourself and you have a friend that is looking to get into it you know you can you know show them this this uh, episode and you know we can you know open up that door for them um the first thing we we get asked um when when people come in and and most of the time they're going to tell us Mm -hmm. that they're that they're new to it um, you do occasionally get somebody that comes in and, um, you know, they kind of try to BS their way around, yeah. um, and, and see if they can, you know, pick something out and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't recommend it just because a lot of times you're going to end up picking a cigar that you're not going to like. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want anyone to ever get something that they're not going to enjoy. So our whole role is to help you find something. Yeah, because, you know, at one point you and I were new into cigar exactly. shops, you know, and even uh, even then when we started smoking cigars, you know, the, you know, you couldn't do your research as easily online as you yeah. can now. You know, I just got the publications of Cigar Aficionado and I learned a lot that way. But when you step into a brick and mortar for the first time, it could be a little on the daunting side because you oh, walk yeah. into a humidor, you know, we have 600 different facings. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, it comes at you like a wave. And yeah, like, it's a lot of stuff. I'm supposed to pick something out of this? Yes and no. You know, that's what we're here for to help you, you know, on the journey of creating a new hobby for you and, you know, just make it a little bit easier on the consumer side. Yeah. Yeah, it's something we love too is, is people that come in and are eager to learn mm-hmm. um, and they actually ask you some questions and things like that. So we're kind of going to, cover some of that, some of the questions that, that you might want to ask when you go in. But um, the first thing we always recommend is that you start with a mild cigar. Um, and the reason is because if you smoke something that's too full-bodied for your palate, you're going to burn your palate, um, and then it could possibly make you sick yeah. um, in the way of like an upset stomach. Um, some people do throw up if, if that happens. Get a little green. 
Yeah, there's a cool trick with that. Um, if you'll eat some sort of sugar, so candy, soda works really great because it's quick. Um, but anything with a little bit of sugar in it, it really helps settle all that down. And that's what Aaron kind of said it. We call it, you know, you turn green. Same thing that happens with like seasickness, things like that. You kind of build up a tolerance to it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that you, you have to pay attention to um, when you're first starting out. And even once you've been smoking for a while, a lot of people like to move up. Um, you just need to listen to your body on that part. Yeah. Um, you know, if you start getting a little lightheaded, put the cigar down, get you some soda, some candy. You've done it before, and I know I know I have, where you smoke a cigar on an empty stomach, and it's just a little too powerful for you. Yeah, yeah, even now, you know. Oh, and, yeah. And it's not even, it's not just that, that it can make you feel a little queasy, but it could also, if you smoke something a little too strong for you first starting out, it can leave a negative yeah, impression on what cigars you know, on what cigars you know yeah. are and everything. So start off a little bit, you know, on the milder side, and you know, if you if you love it and you want to stick with that, hey, stick with it. But if you want to branch out even further and go to the more full body range, everything like that, you at least now have a you know a a base to start at and and go from there. Yeah. Um, the other thing we always tell people is is ask for recommendations from your tobacconists. I mean, it, uh, you know, we're here to guide you. Um, unfortunately they don't pay us to just sit and smoke cigars all day, mm-hmm. although that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and that is part of our job. Um, but we are actually here to help customers. That's yeah. the entire reason we pay people to sit here. It's like continued education. You always have to, you know, read about something that's yeah. coming out, new blends, new, you know, products, everything right. like that. You have to know what you're selling. You're selling more than just a cigar. You're selling the information on the cigar to to pass on along to the consumer and everything like that. Now, not everything we're going to recommend that, like I like personally, I know not everybody's going to enjoy themselves, but they'll at least know, Yeah. hey, I like that one, I don't like that one. All right, cool. That gives me a basis of, you know, where you're ranging into your, yeah. you know, your palate. I get that a lot. People ask, you know, well, what do you, what do you like? What's your favorite cigar? Mm-hmm. What are you smoking right now? And, and, um, I always tell them, well, you know, that doesn't necessarily apply to you. Yeah. Um, we may not have the same palate. So I'm going to taste things differently and, and like different cigars than you. I've also been smoking a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not necessarily on the same level as you, um, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, because I know I'm not going to recommend, you know, a real full peppery yeah, you're not cigar gonna right NAS off the bat. to a new, new <laughs> yeah. smoker, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I, I would do that. It seems like I would do that, but I'm not going to just because I want you to experience and enjoy, you know, the cigar, like the way it's meant to be, because, you know, cigars are a labor of love and you want to enjoy them and enjoy them with, you know, your comrades and everything in, in the lounge. So that's our job is to produce the best product for you. Yeah. You know, just, you don't have to heed our advice the whole way, but we're going to, we're going to give you, send you in the right direction. Yeah. The other, the other part of that is a lot of times, um, we'll be smoking some new blend from a mm-hmm. company um, or something that we don't carry to try to decide if it's something that we would like. Yeah. Um, sometimes that is a great job, and sometimes that absolutely sucks. Yeah. Because when a cigar is bad, I refuse to put cigars down. I have only ever twice in my life said, this cigar is so terrible I cannot smoke it. Um, I'm not going to tell you what they were. We're not going to go there. Yeah. But... I refuse to put cigars down. Even if I don't like it, I will smoke the entire cigar to give it a fair chance. And I usually try to do it at least twice. Yeah, I do. I do every cigar twice. Um, and I do it a little differently too. I do every cigar first, uh, first new cigar that I'm trying out with a straight cut. And then I do it with a V cut just to see what I like, um, like better. There's some cigars that I will only smoke now with V cut. There's some that I only smoke with straight cut. Um, but also too, you know, a cigar can start off bad. You get through that, you know, that first third. Yeah. And then it becomes a totally different yeah. cigar taste. I mean, the, the blend just kind of opens up and everything. So you have to give it a fair chance. Yeah. I think I've put down one cigar just because it was, you know, it was a dog rocket. I hated yeah. it. It was so bad. Um, and I, you know, that was it. I had to get something else. Yeah. To, you know, wash my mouth out with gasoline or something. <laughs> Uh, touching back on what you said with the cut, that's another question we get all the time, mm-hmm. um, is what is the best cut? 
Um, and the answer to that is, is it's subjective. Yeah. Whatever Everybody's you different. like the best. Yeah. Some people will only yeah. do straight. Some people only do V. Yeah. Some people only do punch. I'm cool with either. We have people that come in our lounge that bite the end of the yeah. end of it off. And, you know, I was like, I'll cut that for you. No, that's how he they do it. Want hey, it. Yeah. how about it? Yeah, I, you want me to bite the end of it off for you? You know, <laughs> you know that's what I'm here for. Make it better for you. But, you know, it's all subjective to whatever you like. Yeah. Um, have you ever had somebody ask you to light the cigar for them, like put it in your mouth and get it going? I've never had that. I've had that before. Like you, like I'd take your cigar, Correct. cut it, put it in my mouth. And get it started. Just not toast it, but actually toke on it. Oh, yeah. It no, get it going. I've had somebody ask me to do that. I've never done that. Yeah, I, I would never ask someone else to put my cigar in their mouth. Um, to me, that is not appropriate. I think I think of all but, the work here, though, I think I could do it because I always have like a real dry cap on mine. Yeah, still. Like, but like still, like we know we talked to Brandon on the first, on the uh, you know, the second episode. He, he has a really slobbery cigar. That is yeah. not, that is not the, that is the last person I'd want to do that yeah. with. If you ask a lot of cigar smokers, they won't even let someone else cut their cigar, mm-hmm. and then a lot of them won't let anybody light their cigar either. They want to do everything themselves. Yeah, and um, that's—I mean—that is totally fine. You know, yeah, it, it's your definitely. cigar; you can do whatever exactly. you want with it. I mean, we still have guys that come in here and do the old school, lick the whole damn thing. Oh, yeah. You know, get it all saturated with stuff. That's fine. Do that. You better cut that with your own cutter. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't put it in your mouth. We'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about cigar shop etiquette later, but. Um, yeah, the, the cut thing is is something I get asked all the time. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on that just a little bit. And and like I was saying, you know, it's it's preference. You know, I have my certain cuts that I like the most. Yeah. And you have yours. Do you have any weird things you like? Um, torpedoes only do V cuts. That's mine. I started that. Yeah, I, I only like that. Um, you got that from me though. I you know, whatever. Come on, man. I um, started. You know that what? I, years I will ago. Say, I will say this though. I went to uh, Stogies down in Houston. Uh huh. So they asked me, you know, how I told them, you know, I worked at the shop and everything. We just, we're just, you know, shooting the shit. And they're like, how do you want this cut? I was like, oh, I want a V cut. So she straight cuts it first and then V cuts it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I've never done that. That's uh, that's good. I was like, did you, did you mean to do that? She's like, oh yeah, that's how I do all of them. I started doing that too, especially on, 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 on torpedoes. So she straight cuts it. She straight cuts just the very, she straight cut the, just the very tip of it off and then did the, uh, like the Calibri the deeper V mm-hmm. on it. So it was able to get a, a more full like duck bill kind of thing. And it was, it was cool because I thought it was going to change it up a little bit, but it, it worked. Like how far of the torpedo are you talking? Quarter inch. See, I don't, I guess I don't understand it, it the was, point of it. It's kind of a wasted thing. Cause the, the, it's not going to go any deeper into the cutter because yeah. of. The, I don't know. It's just what, it, that was, that was her thing that she did. No, I get it. it. Was Everybody's cool got and, their own thing. Yeah, it was, it just, I mean, to me, seems like a wasted it, She She cut. could have just been, you know, like messing with me and she accidentally straight cut it first and then, <laughs> and then, then V cut it. I don't know. But it was, you know, it, and so there's a few cigars I do that with now too, but it's just, you know, it's a preference that thing. That doesn't make sense to me. It's cool. I like it. Um, yeah. You know, if you want a V cut, I'm just going to V cut it. I'm not going to straight cut it first. Yeah. If you want to straight cut, I'll straight cut it. <laughs> um, you know, but there's also like, there's some cigars that I like uh, Padron, thick, super cap. I hate punching those. Those are just so hard to, to punch through because that cap is so rigid. Yeah. You know, um, cigars are not really designed to be punched. Most cigars are yeah. not. Okay. Um, the way that they put the cap on, it's it's a round cap that they cut, um, and it gets um, basically glued on there with yeah, a, a vegetable-based pectin, um, which is what they roll the cigars with. And, um, it, it, when you think about that, if, if you have a round object with a round cap on it, and then you take something and literally put a hole right in the center of it, it causes the outside of it to fan out. Yeah, to blow out. Right. So the cap just wants to come off of there, um, which causes the cigar to fray. Yeah. But then there's some cigars that you, you have to do a punch on. Yeah. Like like the, the uh, the flathead. Yeah. That one's designed to be punched. Even like the, uh, the Java's, Mm -hmm. um, the way those are box pressed, they're so square and so flat on the end. Um, it's actually works better to punch those. So, um, saying all this, the, the point of it is it's your cigar. Enjoy it. Whatever you, you want to do, whatever. Do to it. If you, we have people that have that little drill bit kind of thing, and they just oh pop yeah, a couple, couple holes in that. Of stuff. If you want, you can do whatever you want. You paid for yeah, it. Yeah, once it's paid for, I don't care what you, you can do. To yeah, it. it's yours. You can do whatever. <laughs> we may have to ask you to leave the shop before you do certain things. Yeah, but, you know. yeah. Want, we won't ridicule you too bad. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention is um, try out a couple shops. You know, if you have multiple options in town, mm-hmm. um, you may find that one shop suits you better. Yeah. Um, when we first opened, there was only one 
sorry, there were actually two two other cigar shops open at the time. One of them shut down a month after we opened. But anyways, there there was only two options, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now we've been open almost five years. Um, there are multiple shops in yeah, town. There's, there's five now. And even in yeah. the bigger cities, say like Dallas. Oh, there's, yeah. There's, there's 200. a hundred. Yeah, there's hundreds there. Yeah. So every shop is going to have its own different vibe. Right. It's going to have its own different kind of, you know, just clientele aspect to it. Um, you know, some are going to be all, you know, suit and tie, you know, soft music playing all the time. For me, that ain't my shop. I don't fit that persona. I don't look suit and tie. I'm not suit and tie. Yeah. You, do you even own a suit? I it probably doesn't fit me anymore. <laughs> the The only other suit I got to get is now for the wedding, but yeah. So I, so I own a suit. I have I have one collared shirt. It's for whenever I'm going to a wedding or when people die. That's the one time I wear the collared shirt. <laughs> or if you have to go to court. Yeah. Well, I haven't gone to court, so thankfully yet. Oh goodness. Um, but you know, every shop is going to have its own different yeah. feel and everything. You know, our shop I think it's great because it has a it's a it's a good eclectic mix of everything. Definitely. But then there's some. You know, shops that I've been to where, you know, I just felt uncomfortable. You know, I didn't, you know, everybody was, was, you know, nice and cordial and it was cool. But for me, myself, it just, you know, I, I didn't feel comfortable. And that's the main thing because when you want to smoke a cigar, you want to relax and do everything. You want to feel comfortable yourself. So that's the main thing. Go to where you feel comfortable. So definitely check out a couple shops in your city, your neighborhood, wherever, or even yeah. if you're traveling, go oh, yeah. to a couple shops that way. That's one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. when I travel. So I tell my wife when we go on any vacation or trip or anything like that, like we can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I'll go shopping with you if you want, whatever you need me to do, right? But there's one day that I'm <laughs> going to go to a cigar shop. Cigar day. And I'm going to drop, you know, a hundred bucks or more. And I'm going to buy stuff that I can't always get um, or just something that's, one of my favorites, you know, whatever. Sometimes it'll be a, a shop exclusive or, or a house blend or whatever it is. Um, but I'm going to take that time and I'm going to find a cigar shop. And, and it's just expected at this point. Yeah. Like I'm going up to, uh, I'm going up to Kansas city in a couple of weeks Yeah, and I've already got like a list of three shops I'm going to go to. Yeah, I've already been to two of them, but there's another one I haven't been to yet. Yeah. And just looking online, it's like, all right, that place looks cool. I want to check that place out. And, uh, you know, I have a list of cigars that they're a little on the harder to find, you say, yeah. you know, aspects. So if I find some, I'm stocking up and just, you know, just checking out other shops. And you also, you can, you know, with, since we work in the industry, you can, you know, see what other people are doing. You yeah. can, you know, steal ideas, talk to oh, yeah. other tobacconists, see what's going for them, see what they're doing yeah. and just, you know, bounce ideas off each other. And it's all, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, we're all in the same family, you know, brotherhood of the leaf. And, you know, we're all here to, you know, help each other out and everything. And, you know, we all have good ideas and for the most part, you know, not, not all my ideas are good, but good enough. Oh goodness. Uh, let's touch on the cigar just a little bit more again. Um, so like we said, this is the Romeo 1875 Nicaragua. Um, so this cigar comes in four sizes. Um, the first is a Toro, which is a six by 52. Second is a pyramid, which is a six and an eighth by 52. Um, the third is a Bully Grande, which is a five by 54. And then the fourth one is a Churchill, um, which I believe is a seven by 52. I'm not hundred percent on that one, but, um, what do you think so far, smoking? We're we're starting to hit that second third of the cigar. Yeah, now. yeah, just hitting that second third. It's you need to slow down a little bit on that thing. I man. don't know. Well, th- so this is the first time we're actually smoking a cigar that I size wise that I enjoy. You know, yeah. we're smoking the robusto tonight, which is my main the bully grande. Um, yeah, that I that I that I normally smoke. Um, it's okay. It's yeah. it's not my favorite, like I was saying before. Um, you know, it's it's a little toasty, a little woody. Um, we are drinking, um, some, uh, Italian wine with it tonight. What are we yeah. having? I have no idea how to pronounce this. Uh, the Quercetto, uh, Chianti Classico Reserva. Yeah. We butchered that. And yeah. By I have we, no I mean, if you. I said that right or not, I'm going to Italy in September. Um, so I got to learn this, but, yeah. um, that was <laughs> the whole idea. I bought a couple of bottles of, um, Italian wine to try them out to see which ones I like before I go. I actually enjoy this. This is pretty good. Yeah, the the wine is really good. Yeah, my wife um, did not like this one. She didn't like that one. No, she she doesn't like red wine. Yeah, as she much. she's a white. She's a white yeah. wine. Drink. Yeah, we see, tried a see, white wine today. Yeah. Um, before I came, it was it good? I sound like an alcoholic, but um, 
it, it's good. It's just not my thing. I prefer red meat and red wine. See, I'm a I'm a I'm a wine drinker. I prefer white wine. I like Rieslings. I just like that broken glass feel in my mouth. Um, but this one is this one. <laughs> yeah, this one is pretty good. Um, back to the cigar wise, though. You know, it's. You know, they have it classified as a full body. I definitely don't classify this as a full body. It's more just like a, a medium yeah, to me. Yeah, m- most publications have it on um, like medium or medium to full. A few of them have it on the lighter, kind of mild to medium side that I've seen. Um, it definitely has the spice that I like. I do like the spice. Um, but it, it's not a pepper. No, it's it's something else. It just it's, it has uh, the, the retro hail is a little... It's a little different. I don't know if I like it or if I don't like it. It yeah. just it's different. It's kind of like a uh, cedar and cinnamon spice. It's it's very almost like citrus c- spice. Citrus and I was almost like kind of like a earthy, yeah. you know, and I I'm not a big fan of of, of earthy grassy notes and everything yeah. like that. Um but the spice, I do enjoy the spice. Um, I like the size. The I do like that is that it is a Nicaraguan a, a Nicaraguan puro. I do Nicaraguan is my favorite. Yeah. Um, hopefully it gets better into my taste, but this just isn't, this just it doesn't fit my yeah. persona of cigars that I enjoy on a personal level. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, it's not all that complex, um, which a lot of people really like the cigar to taste the same all the way through. Yeah. Um, there's a very big market for that. There's guys that will really like this um, that are kind of in that mild to medium range and kind of want to step up just a tad um this cigar is exactly for those guys yeah and like doug doug loves this cigar yeah um we have a and we, we have a lot of regulars that really yeah. enjoy this we cigar a bunch of them um to me it's just i like to classify cigars as it was great i loved it i want to get it again or it was forgettable if it was forgettable you know it's just what stood out to me on the cigar yeah i'm just not getting any of that right off the bat but also it's been it's probably been honestly nine months to a year since yeah. I probably smoked it. Um, and, you know, we're only an inch and a half in. So hopefully it'll change and we'll see. Yeah, it uh, it's also, it, it came out an interesting time um, that Romeo San Andreas, uh, which is part of that 505 series. Now that San Andreas, though, absolutely love that one. Yeah, that's, that's a good cigar. Um, so there's been a couple in that 505 series now that are phenomenal. That's the thing. It kind of got it kind of got pushed to the wayside a little a bit little, for me, just because yeah. it was like you're saying. They all came out at the same time, yeah. and you know you had two home runs, and then you had this one that was just a you know it was a single. You know it. it yeah. It is what it is. It got on base, but the other ones just did yeah. it better for me. It is a very well made cigar, though. Yes. I, I have never had a burn issue out of this thing. I've never had an ash problem with it. It, it is it is a nice white ash. It clings on yeah. uh, really well, um, and it's a the construction is really nice. It has a it does have a really nice velvety feel to it. It's it's delicate, but it has it's almost like a uh, a really fine grit sandpaper. Yeah, feel yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a the construction wise definitely really nice. Um, yeah, the color is really nice. A nice chestnut looking color, light brown. Um, I like the wrapper. That little tinge of orange uh, is yeah, really, really nice. Makes it pop. Um, you know, it's it, ha- it has it marks you know half of what I really really want. Yeah. In a good cigar. Yeah, it's definitely you know it's not something that's in my normal rotation, mm-hmm. but it's it's not a cigar that I would say no thank you. No, no, you know, it's, no. It, it's and a it's, cigar that I'll smoke here and there. Yeah, you know, it's it's one that, you know, when we staff one out, whatever, for the day, you know, I'll go to it probably, and I know I have before. Um, you know, will I go out of my way to buy it? You know, that's still yet to be seen, but it's still, it's a quality cigar for yeah. somebody out there and plenty of people out there because we do sell plenty of them. Um, you know, as of right now, it's just not for me, but, you know, not every cigar that I enjoy, yeah. people are going to, you know, like. So. Yeah. You have a couple that I have no idea why you like them, and Doug, Doug is the same way. Doug has some cigars that I'm just like that thing is absolutely awful. And he's like, oh, I love it. Order more of them. And I'm like, dude, you're crazy. I think I think we all do. We all yeah. Have those that's things. the whole thing. Everybody's yeah. palate is different, yep. right? So we're back full circle here. <laughs> we all, we come back around. Yeah. Um, one of the other questions we get a lot is, um, you know, is there a reputable online retailer to buy from? 
Um, I don't buy cigars online um, for a couple of reasons. Um, every and everybody's different about this. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with ordering cigars online. Um, I just work in a shop, so I get you know plenty of opportunity to smoke. So yeah. I don't I don't necessarily need to keep a whole lot of cigars. Um, you know, and then I I'm part of a couple of groups where I get cigars and trade and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't have um, a shortage of cigars, is what I should say. Um, but the reason I don't like online cigar sales is because you don't know how long they've been sitting on a UPS truck yep. before they get to you. I mean, it's, you're guaranteed, unless they're overnighted, you're guaranteed probably two or three days in unhumidified conditions, um, possibly really, really hot because they're sitting in a metal oven, basically, in, the, in a UPS or FedEx or, or whatever truck. And even before it gets to the truck. Yeah, you don't know the warehouse um, that they're stored in. You don't know how long they've been sitting. Um I mean, you, there's just so many unknown factors with online sales. Yep. And there, like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. If that's how you get your cigars, more power to you. I have absolutely no issue with that. Yeah, I mean, there's some people, you know, we, you know, we live in Little Rock, Arkansas. You know, it's not a big metropolis, yeah. but it's big enough where there are shops. But there, I mean, in any state, you're going to have your super rural areas yeah. where you just don't have the options to get, you know, to get to a brick and mortar. And so that's the only way, you know, to get cigars by all means, do whatever yeah. you have to do to get cigars to you. Um, just like me personally, though, I'm the same way. I you know I'm not going to get cigars online unless it is actually buying from a shop itself that will ship out. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't consider that online it's shopping. It's a little different. It's a little different. Um, but that's just on, you know, on the business side of things, every job that I've ever had has always been, a locally owned mom and pop shop. So that's what I like to support personally. You know, I don't like eating out at uh, chain restaurants. It's just one thing that me and my fiance don't do. We like to go to family owned places. We like to go to, you know, if it's, if it is a chain, it's a, like a local chain, you know, Little Rock has its own chains. I'll go there, but like big conglomerate places, we just don't go to because, you know, I just don't, I don't want to do that. I want to keep the money that I make that I work really hard for, I want to keep it in the community itself. And yeah. that's just my soapbox to think, but <laughs> you know, that's just how I feel. And that's, you know, I don't expect everybody to agree with me right. and that's fine. I don't want everybody to agree with me yeah. because you know, I want some, you know, back and forth on other things. So cigar online for me, I, I don't do it, but yeah. that's just a personal preference. Yeah. And we, um, you know, we've had customers ask for specific cigars sometimes, mm-hmm. Um, from companies that we don't necessarily work with. Um, and so we have referred them to online um, or other shops, things like that. So, um, you know, certain things you, you're going to have to go find somehow. Yeah. Um, and online is the easiest way to do that. Um, but again, you, you, you do run the risk of you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, you don't so. know. I mean, it could be, you know, could have beetles or whatever yeah. like that. We know you... Everybody who who buys something from brick and mortar, and also not saying that every brick and mortar is you know top of the line that keeps up with everything, because I have been in some that you know have been a little on the bad side. But yeah. especially for us, you know, we can talk about our shop because since we know, but we know that everything is kept at the right temperature, yeah. at the right humidity, and even if one of those things, if there is you know a bad peach with a cigar, which you're going to have, we're gonna we're gonna make yeah. it right and take care of it, Definitely. just because you know that's. It's just the right thing to do, but it's yeah. also, you know, it's a good business aspect. You know, if it's something you get online, since I don't buy online, I don't know how they would deal with that also. So I can't preach to that aspect, but. Most of them don't, unless it is like an issue with the entire box. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's been busted up in, in shipping or, yeah. you know, I mean, there's things that happen. But at the end of the day, you know, these are handmade. Yeah. Everything handmade has a flaw in it. Exactly. I mean, there's going to be there. You could probably pick out something wrong with every cigar yeah. you've ever had. But, you know, nature of the beast, it's handmade. It's it's not right. machine made. You know, I mean, unless you get machine made cigars. Um, <laughs> but even then, you know, it's just one of those things where me personally, I support brick and mortars. That's just yeah. me. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, another thing we want to touch on is cigar shop etiquette. Um, so to me, this is the biggest blockage for most people of why they don't come into cigar shops. Um, because they, they feel like they just don't know. So how, how can I go in there and enjoy myself if I don't know what I'm doing? Uh So, 
Um, just a couple of things that, that um, we're going to touch on. The first one is please, please, please do not bring a cigar in that you bought online, that you bought from another store, and just sit down and smoke it. Most shops, as long as you buy something, will let you smoke whatever you yeah. brought. Yeah, right? a one-for-one one deal. There are some shops that don't want you to do that. Yeah, there's some shops. There's some shops that have a cut fee. Yeah, um, you know, just it's their house, their yeah. rules. Just abide by them. You it's know, it's no different than going um, to a bar. And bring yeah. your own beer. Bring your own beer. Yeah. Or uh, going to Burger King and taking McDonald's in there and eating it. Sitting yeah. down and eating it, right? It, it's the exact same thing. Um, these these brick-and-mortar stores are in business to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, we love for people to come in. We love for people to have a good time. But if we're not making any money, we can't stay open to provide the atmosphere yeah. for you to come in. And we have, and you know, we, you and I both have had this question, you know, brought to us before, like, hey, can I, I, I got something, can I bring it? Yeah, that's cool. Just you know, buy something out of the humidor too, and you can smoke whatever you want. You know, make it the same, you know, equal value. You know, don't bring in, you know, an Opus and then buy a Quorum. Make it, you know, make it a fair trade, and then smoke what you want, and then you know, you'll actually, you know, you'll get in the not in the good graces, but you know, it's it's taboo. Main, mainly, yeah. And, and, I mean, yeah. and you see, and uh, you know, all the other patrons there are going to notice, and they're going to, yeah. you know, and honestly, a lot of them at any shop will probably call you out. And oh yeah. Nobody wants to be publicly embarrassed. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, now there are, um, you know, exceptions to that. You know, if you're a regular in a shop and and you go somewhere and get something special. Yeah. I mean, um, if, you've you been pay, if you paid your dues and everything. For 15 years. I don't have a problem with that, right? There's there's no issue with somebody who comes into my shop and, and is a regular, hangs out all the time, buys stuff. Yeah. If you've got something you're saving up to to smoke when, you know, your your kid is born or, or married or whatever, I have no problem with that, right? Um, we have guys ask us all the time, Hey, I'm, you know, I've got this cigar from my trip to Jamaica. Can I bring it in and smoke it? And it's like, yeah, you know, it's it's not a problem. Yeah. Um it's just when you're new to cigar shops, it is very faux pas to to walk in with a cigar already. Yeah. Um the other the other thing is um smoking in the humidor. So there are some shops that allow it, there are some that don't. Mm-hmm. Um this is a a big debate in the cigar world of whether or not you should or shouldn't um, so you need to ask the people that, that are running the shop. Yeah. Some, you know, some, some humidors will have recirculating air. Yeah. They can get rid of the smoke. Um, some don't, they, where they just have a dump right. into it. Um, yeah, you just have to, you know, read the room for one, um, more likely than not, if the, the tobacconist or whatever is in there chiefing away, ask, ask first, no matter yeah. what, um, because you know, you and I are both men guilty. Where you know we're having a cigar, somebody needs something. Yeah, we'll run in. And yeah, you we'll run and grab it. We'll run in and grab it. You mm-hmm. know, but we're we're just not in there. You know, yeah. smoking the whole thing. Um, but yeah, that's it's one of those things where you know check your surroundings. Yeah, some shops are where the whole the shop itself is humidified like a giant humidor, and so you can just smoke um, wherever that you want. Some just aren't set up for it that way. Yeah. So you don't want the other, you know, cigars having that stale, you know, ashtray right. kind of aspect to it. The other big thing we get is um, people. A lot of people don't know when to ash the cigar, mm-hmm. um, and this is kind of a it's it's up to you kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that you necessarily, you know, there's not a perfectly correct answer on this. You know, there's some that you know some are regulars. There's the little littlest bit of ash. They're dabbing it out, make sure there's no no ash on it. I'm not one like that because you got to think the ash is like a an insulator. You it it you're drawn in the air. It keeps the you know the air and the smoke relatively cool. So you got yeah. you want to you want to keep that on there. But at the same time, you know, if you're doing a long ash contest, yeah, cool, have that. But don't have that four inch long ash drop down yeah. and roll down you know your pant leg onto the yeah. couch or onto the carpet or wherever it may be. Mess. Because yeah, then you're just gonna you just ash yourself. Yeah, uh, you make an ash of yourself literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cigar puns. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it's it's kind of up to you on that. 
Um, most shops would prefer that you don't try to do a long ash contest, um, especially if it's every time you come in the shop. Yeah. Um, some don't really care, and you can kind of do what you want with it. Um, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to clean that up, and, and so that's a real quick way to irritate some people. I it, To me, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, because we're gonna we we vacuum everything yeah, we're gonna clean every time anyways, but it's just you just don't want to have ash everywhere. Yeah. Um and you also look goofy with, you know, a giant white spot all over your pants. Yeah, especially with me who wears black Yeah, you wear black pants all the time. Black pants, black shirts, yeah. black shoes all the time. Except I don't know, I am rocking some white Oh yeah, I got the white J's on I got today. the white eighty five OG Jordan ones on today, so <laughs> I'm I am rocking those. But for the most part, you know, and especially, you know, even with our shirts, they're black and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just be cognizant of, you know, yeah. where you are. There's ashtrays everywhere. Yeah. Every shop is going to have ashtrays in every corner, every table, stuff like that. Just dump it in there. The other thing that grinds my gears and just gets me going. All right, family guy. Is I, it's me. Yeah. When people ash in the cigar rest of an ashtray. Oh, ra- ash in the saddle. Yeah. So when you look at an ashtray, there is a clearly defined cutout spot the bowl so that your cigar does not roll off the ashtray that is not designed for you to flick your ash in or to roll your cigar in to get the ash off of it that is designed for the cigar to sit in so that it does not roll away oh, you're saying you're saying that's not a holding area for my ash no oh <laughs> that drives me nuts and it happens constantly yep. every cigar shop i've ever been into there's at least two or three ashtrays where that's gone on, right? Um, and some shops are a little quicker at cleaning the ashtrays out. just depends. But, yeah. oh, my gosh, that drives me crazy. I would rather you ash in the floor and I have to clean it up than you ash in the rest in, in the cigar, in the, in the ashtray. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I fully get with you. You know, it sounds like we're nitpicking, but we're not because, you know, everybody in the cigar shop also sees it. And they're there for, you know, a certain reason. And the last thing you want is them to put their cigar down into a pile of, yeah. you know, dank ash. Yeah, we don't always get to the ashtray before the next guy sits down in your chair. Yeah. Oh, I, so I have one, too. Okay, let's hear it. I'm going to go in the humidor with you. First, if you if you come in, I want to ask how your day is. Good? Are you? Do you know what you're looking for? If you say yes, go in there. I'm not going to hound you. I'm not going to follow you in there like a bird dog. I'll let you do in there. I'll peek my head in there and say, hey, you checking everything? You good? Good? Yeah. All right. I don't want to turn the corner and see that cigar up your nose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, to the bend. Like, God, like, yeah. please, please buy that cigar now. Yeah. That thing is so far up your nostril. Brandon has done that multiple times. <laughs> um, he always, it's his cigar, yeah. so it doesn't matter. But The golden rule, once you buy for it, you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Also, once it gets any of your bodily liquid, fluid, whatever, um, any trace of you on the cigar, you own that cigar. Yeah. One way or another, you you just bought that cigar. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, people come in all the time and they want to, you know, wet the tip of it before they cut it. Yeah. Because, because I, you know, we have our shop cutters I'll cut with. Yeah. But, but most of the time, you know, I have my Zycar in my pocket. Yeah. You know, I don't lick my cigars before I cut my cigars. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use my cutter that I know is extremely sharp. Cut everybody's cigar, put it back in my pocket. If you want me to cut your cigar and you stick that thing in your mouth, I'm like, seriously, bruh, come on! <laughs> like that thing is a yeah. slobbery mess. So I will cut it with the shop cutter, and then I clean the cutter afterwards. It's just one of those things that you you don't want to do, right? When you go in the humidor. You don't want to pick every cigar up and, and touch it to your nose. You can smell a cigar without it being close. It doesn't have to be up your nose to sniff it. Are you telling me you, you, you can't smell the stuff through the cellophane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another one we see all the time. Um, you know, and you know what? You know, I bust balls. I've probably done it before. Oh, I've, I know. I know, I've I know I've done it. I know it's just, I've you know, done it. It, it's funny because it it's is hilarious. Like, you know, it's just one of those things where we've all done it, but you're not, you're not achieving anything with it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, every, literally every cigar smoker has done that at some point yeah. in their life. 
You know, it it happens. But You're, now we just but now we just have a platform to call everybody out on. Well, it, the whole point of this is to help people. Yeah. Right. Um. So it's happened. If you've done this. Oh well, from now on, you know that you're you're unless it's a flavored cigar, you're not going to smell it through the cellophane. Yeah, it's oh just yeah, not there, I mean, happen. there's definitely some flavored out there. You you open up, you know, since we keep it, yeah, you keep the flavored, you know, in its own little humidor and everything. You, the second you open up that door, oh, you get oh yeah, you, know, you can you, smell it. You get that moon trance. You get that yeah. job. You get that just mixture of yeah. everything. And it's like, yeah, I I know what that is. The other thing with the cellophane, um, it is okay to poke the end of the cigar out and, and sniff the cigar if there's not a barcode that you're going to tear, okay? Um, I don't really mind that. Even if there is a barcode, it's not that big a deal, but but a lot of shops get really upset on that because the cigars don't scan after that. Um, so if there is a barcode and you're going to tear it where it won't scan, don't. Unless you are going to buy that cigar, just don't. Yeah, we're right. a little we're a little more lenient because you know we can type it in and find it. Yeah, it's not really a big deal. easily. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, and you know, if it's something you're not sure about, that's why we have tobacconists here to mm-hmm. to help you pick something out, right? So we can kind of tell you what the cigar is is made of. We can tell you what it's going to smell like, what it's going to taste like, and that's why we smoke all of the cigars that are in our humidor. All of our guys should know everything in that humidor. Now, there's times when we get something new and you haven't smoked it yet. That happens. But it's one of those things that it just makes everybody better at their job. And there's plenty of other shops and tobacconists that do the exact same thing because they just need to know the product that you're selling. You know, if I don't know the difference between the Connecticut and the Maduro of any cigar, you know, how am I going to how am I going to benefit you on the consumer? on what you will or will not like if I don't know what yeah. it is. At that know? point, you just become a warm body to run a register. Yeah, that's all it is. You're just pushing yeah. buttons, scanning, and you know, getting them out the door. That's not what we're here for. That's not what yeah. any person in our field is for. We're here to make it easier on you where we can do you know, the bulk of the research and everything, pass it on to the consumer of what they yeah. need to know, and then it just everybody's on its own, own merry way. The other cool thing... Um, you know, is is occasionally the customer will actually teach us something about a cigar. Mm-hmm. And that occasionally happens, you know, um, you know, some cool story behind the cigar that, that we haven't found yet or, or haven't heard or whatever. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I mean, we have some regulars in here that yeah. are super knowledgeable oh, yeah. on everything. And, you know, and we've all been taught, you know, something in some form or aspect about a certain cigar. And that's cool because, you know, not only does it show that, like, hey, we need a tighten up on a few things and learn something but it also shows that they're doing their homework their research they know what they're going into yeah you know going into the shop you know you wouldn't go buy a new car without doing some sort of research yeah. to find out what you want same thing with cigars you know it's still a product you're buying so you want to yeah. know exactly what you're getting right you know and we can you know bounce the you know, bounce everything off each other yeah the other thing and you kind of touched on it is um the cuban question right i mean we get this I'd say three, four times a week minimum. Hey, where are your Cubans at? Yeah, yeah. Or when are we going to get them, right? That's the other question we get. So just as an update, um, we are not allowed to trade with Cuba. We do not have Cuban cigars. Um, I have no idea when it's going to happen. So the Obama administration was very accepting of Cuba. They were trying to reopen um, trade. Um, They're actually, you know, very... um, connected with cuba mm-hmm. the trump administration is not um they're not necessarily interested in in moving forward and they're actually talking about implementing travel restrictions again um where it makes it very difficult to go down there yeah you have to go down there for a purpose yeah right? not just for vacation and just to do whatever you want yeah so um even after the embargo is lifted which i have no idea when that's going to be it doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon yeah there's miles and miles of red tape but, still um, what you're going to run into is basically lawsuit after lawsuit of who owns what, right? Yep. So Because the Cohiba that you see in a humidor now in the States is not necessarily the same Cohiba that right. you see down in right. Havana. So when they enacted the embargo, that voided all trademarks. Okay. So all those names were then taken by other cigar companies, some of them by the same cigar companies that were moving um, and now 
they have to figure out who owns what, who gets to keep the name, who has to change the name, and who owes who what kind of money Yeah. for this gap of, of time, right? So it's probably, I would say, even after the embargo, you're probably looking at at least two years, maybe more. Um, it's going to take a while to, to sort all that out. Now, you're going to see some Cubans move on to the market that weren't recreated, mm-hmm. um, and those will be the early ones. Um, and then it, it'll eventually be a bunch, you know, we'll get quite a few. Um, the only issue with that is the Cuban government still controls all the tobacco. Um, they control all, all the exports that come out of there. So think about, um, the U S is somewhere around 70% of cigar consumption in the world. Okay. So if all of a sudden Nicaragua had to up their production by 70%, Nicaraguan cigars would just drop dramatically as a whole. Not everybody, right? Yeah. Um, it's going to take a few years to get that sorted out. Yeah, the quality isn't going to be there right yeah. off the bat. It's going to um, drop. Your your influx of knockoffs and fakes, even right. more than you have, you know, when you go down to Cozumel or wherever you, where you, wherever you are and you get the Cohiba in the glass top humidor yeah. off somebody off the beach that's going to you know that's going to increase even more in the states yeah the other question is can i bring them back with me the answer is definitely yes yep um there is a restriction on that it's changed a few times i believe right now it started um, out as just a hundred dollars worth but now it's i don't even know what it is it, like i'm not saying, sure i think it's like a hundred cigars yeah um or, or i you know that that thing has changed so much i'm really not sure it's just a revolving door yeah. of everything that that is changing but we what well, you know we have regulars that go down there either for mission trips or for just for fun for vacation or whatever and you know they definitely bring you know cigars back with them so you can definitely bring them back yeah you just can't sell and trade in the states in as the u.s yeah you know Honestly, I think it'll be a decade probably um, before Very that's well could be. actually enacted. Um, if it even is, you know, up back and enacted, you know, who who who's to know? Especially you know, with the way government on both sides is, you know, that's a whole other monster that you know we're not going to get into. Yeah. Um, but it's just who knows, honestly. Yeah. So, but yeah, you can ask, you know, where your Cubans at, you know. We're not going to make fun of you. We're not going to poke fun, but we'll... Well, at least not while you're here. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to, you know, what our job is to, is to educate on, you know, we'll give them the cliff note version of what we just, you know, talked about for the last 10 minutes. Cuban isn't, I mean, it's a good cigar. It's not the best cigar. So that's the third question we get is, is are they worth buying? Yeah. Right. So there are some phenomenal Cuban brands out there. You and I have both had really spectacular Cubans. Yeah. Um, and then there are some terrible Cuban brands out and there. you and I have had some horrible Cubans. And then the majority of what you're buying is not a real Cuban out there. <laughs> the, um, that Cohiba, I don't even remember what they call it, just the, the regular Cohiba, um, that is the most counterfeit cigar the yellow in the world. Yeah. Um, and we see it all the time. People bring them back from wherever, and they want us to look at them and say, Hey, are these real? Are they not real? And it, it sucks to tell somebody, no, these aren't real, or I don't think they're real. They could be. Um, a lot of times what I'll tell people is either they look real or no, they don't. But smoke it if you enjoy it. Who cares? Yeah, I've had. I've had it's a cigar. I've had, I've had fake Cubans. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. They're, they're, they're fine. Perfectly fine. Stuff that I would definitely would buy again, you know, something yeah. I would enjoy. But I know deep in my heart, it was not a, it's not a, a Cuban quote unquote say, but it was still a good cigar. Um, but there's definitely, you know, telltale signs right off the bat. You know, the Cohiba band has one of the prettiest bands when it's done properly, when it's yeah. done correct, you know, very hard to replicate. You know, the, the head is going to have that double hologram. It's going to have nine uh, square blocks that aren't cut in half, aren't cut Vertical. in quarters. They're going to be exactly, exact the whole way even when the band is cut itself they're going to cut the band through the black not through the white or through through the through the black negative space not through the white square so yeah. that's another aspect you there's just little nuanced things that you, you can pick up and, and and tell for yourself yeah 
And there are some really good fake Cohibas out there. Mm-hmm. There's multiple times where things look real and then come to find out they're not. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, it's kind of hard to tell. We don't know all the time. Um, you know, we, we've looked at it online just like everybody else has. And it's sometimes they're hard to tell. Sometimes it's super easy. Yeah, but, you right? know, in, in our field, you know, we do see a good handful, you know, yeah. every month of, hey, are these real or not? You yeah. Know? Sometimes you say, yeah, that's legit. That's cool. Where'd yeah. you get that from? Awesome. Yeah. Or, sorry, Can I man. have one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, sorry, bro, that's uh, that's not real. I hope you didn't spend a lot of money on that. Yeah. Just a piece of advice. If it is in a wooden box with what looks like a glass top or um, made out of plexiglass, mm-hmm. that's not real. Okay. Um, it never has been. It never will be. They're just not. You're not going to buy... A Cuban cigar from a guy on the beach in Mexico, and you're not going to buy five of them for ten dollars. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's just not going to be that way. So, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to break some people's spirits. Um, you know, I've had guys bring me cigars that that they got that they were told were Cubans. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never ever deny that and say no, it's not, or say no, thank you, I don't want it. I'm absolutely going to take it. Um, I'm going to say thank you, and I'm probably going to try it. Yeah, you know. Unless there's just like a clear issue, like beetle holes in it or mold, I'm gonna smoke it. Yeah, if somebody gives me, if somebody goes on a trip, and they bring me something. That's awesome. Thank you for thinking yeah. of me. Everything like that. Completely appreciate you know, it. I'm going to do. I'm gonna look it over, give a once over before I put it into. Yeah. You know my humidor at home that I've spent a lot of money and time collecting things, just because I don't want all those other ones to be ruined. Yeah. Just off off you know, a cigar, off yeah. one cigar that has you know. A nice host family of Beatles in it. All right. Um, let's talk about the cigar one last time. Yeah. Um, um, no, I, t- we're, I think we both took the bands off. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's not one that I smoke all the time, like I've said before. You know, I'll probably smoke it again. Um, it's just not for me personally, which is totally fine. Um, you know, I don't expect everything for us to smoke on this show to be, you know, what what I or you like in general. You know, there's going to be cigars that we're going to smoke that I absolutely love that yeah. you will not like. And there's going to be, you know, oh, yeah. vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a great constructed cigar. It has flavor profile that some people are looking for with a little bit of spice, that earthiness. Um, it just, it's just not for me personally, Yeah, but it is one that I would recommend to somebody who's looking for a medium cigar with just a little bit of, of something to it that doesn't change drastically throughout the whole cigar. Yeah, a little interesting note or something in it that that's unique. Yeah. It's definitely a unique cigar. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, there's plenty of people in here that really enjoy this and yeah. love it a lot. All by me, I mean, by all means, have at it. Love it until, you know, the end of the days. Yeah. Um, so talking on the construction of the cigar, like, like we've mentioned a couple times, these are great. They burn good, mm-hmm. um, really well made. And that's because they're made in the Placencia factory, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, they're known for their quality on their cigars. They make some phenomenal stuff. So, yeah. and they roll for a lot of different people. So, yeah. And they, they do a, a well-constructed cigar. As yeah. Well. So the interesting thing with this, um, so like we've mentioned, this is not something that's in our normal rotation. It's mm-hmm. not something I'm going to smoke all the time. Mm-hmm. I would recommend everybody try this cigar, though. Yeah. Um, it has a very unique note, and the flavor is very, very similar all the way through the cigar. And so, even if it's a cigar that you don't think you're going to like, this is one of the best cigars to try to start to pick up certain notes out of a cigar. Um, and a lot of people, you know, when they when they get into cigars, they have a trouble with that at first picking out notes that they like and, yep. and that's where we come in to try to help them you know distinguish these things yeah this is one to cut your teeth on on you know learning the basics of yes you know what to what what do you taste you yeah, know exactly um, you know what do you smell what aroma do you get on the retro hill what are you experiencing what do you taste again because your you know your smell is part of your taste it changes everything drastically so just what do you experience yourself and let us know and then if you love it awesome we'll point you in that direction yeah. of something else that you will like that you know one of us probably will like a lot also if you don't like it cool as well we'll send you the yeah, exact we'll opposite direction. direction yeah so for those of you that don't know a retro hail so basically you you draw in off the cigar 
and then the smoke comes back out through your nose. So it creates a unique flavor. Um, you pick up some subtle notes that maybe you didn't before. It, it's going to burn if you've never done it before. Um, it kind of takes a while to get used to. If you don't do it often, it's going to continue to burn. Um, and, and it's not like an uncomfortable thing. It just, you, you notice the, the, the heat off of it a little bit Yeah, because your nose is a little more sensitive. Yeah. You just get a, a, a few other profile notes that you wouldn't get on something else. Like, uh, you know, on the, for me personally on the retro, I get a lot more of that earthiness, a lot more yeah. of almost like the, uh, Almost like a dry tannin, like you would get off of wine. Yeah, kind of that that citrusy note is, yeah. is a little more distinct mm-hmm. through the through the retrohale. Yeah, and it, you know the retrohale yeah. is great. It doesn't burn. It's a nice, smooth, yeah, me- mellower smoke through the retro. You know, the, yeah, is this, it, this isn't like you know retrohaling a, a triple Maduro. Yeah, this is a great cigar to start retrohaling. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one to start how with. to do it. Yeah, because um, it, it it doesn't burn really that much. Just. You know, when you're first starting, it's something you're going to get used to. It's like squirting water out your nose, right? Yeah. It's it hurts, of, but yeah. if you do it a lot, it, it, it's not as uncomfortable. So um, retrohaling is definitely something we recommend um, when you're trying new cigars and and uh, for new cigar smokers. And we can kind of teach you how to do that, a little, you know, to some manner. There's some people that just can't figure it out, Yeah, um, which is fine. Some people just, their nasal passage does not connect that way, and so doesn't work. Um, but if you're really starting to pick out flavors in cigars, a retrohale is a, um, very informative, um, new experience. Um, it brings in a new aspect of the cigar. You you have another sense that you can pick up on with the smell. Um, and it actually smells different retrohaling than it does inhaling through your nose after you've puffed the smoke out. It's a totally different experience. Mm So, um, it, I definitely recommend trying it. Yeah, definitely, definitely try it. Yeah, do it with a milder cigar to start. Yeah, I mean, unless you just want to jump off the the deep end, get that LFD NAS that. and have at it. It will make your eyes water. <laughs> you retroale. <laughs> It'll make you say some, uh, NAS, some words. The first cigar you've ever done. That's gonna hurt. <laughs> Come on, be a man. <laughs> yeah, who's talking, Mister Pocky Chip Weenie? <laughs> you and I both know that sucked. It did suck. I'm with you. So I, I haven't seen one lately, but I'm. I'll do it again if you want to do it again. No, I don't want to do it again. Nobody wants to do that twice. That's what I thought. Nobody wants to do that twice. Eh. I tell you what they do want to do twice, though, is play Million Dollars Butt. Oh, that's what they want to do? That's what they want to do. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. So, y'all know the game by now. Rooster Teeth Productions, Million Dollars Butt game. Um, We're going to change it up a little bit this week. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Would you take the money or not? So, reach out to us on Facebook. Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook um, if you just search The Straight Cut or at The Straight Cut Podcast. Um, you can find us on Instagram. At The Straight Cut, and you know I, I'll respond to you. I, I have access to the phone all the time, so I do a lot of the Instagram stuff. Um, but just let us know if you would if you would take the money or not, because you know we want this to be a consumer-based podcast. Also, yeah. we want to hear back from people out there and we've already had a good uh you know speckling of people come back to us say hey this show is great just not people in our shop 90 people in our city but people you know from uh california florida you know um we have listeners in uh, australia austria too that's awesome uh the uk yeah i mean to know that people want to hear us bullshit for the for an hour in (laughs) australia (laughs) the uk all that kind of stuff uh, you know, for the main thing, thank you so much for at least listening yeah. to us and, you know, give us, really giving us a it. shot. You know, we're we're just two blokes from, you know, Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> They're just having fun. That's all we're doing. You know, we're just doing this for everybody out there and for us. So thanks to everybody. But the main thing is reach out to us. This is a, a, a podcast for cigar smokers and for people who have been smoking for years and years. And like tonight... People who are just joining into, yeah. uh, you know, the brother and sisterhood of the leaf, yeah. reach out to us. So I'm gonna I'm gonna post the question on Facebook. Okay. After the episode, yeah, launches. yeah. So you just don't have to listen to me ramble yeah. on about the stuff. So yeah, you so can h- go on there and respond of whether or not you would take it. Um, and then we we also would like feedback if there's um, you know subjects you guys would like to hear about. Yeah. Um, any anything you want to give us feedback wise, we're we're definitely more than happy. Um, to take a look at, at any suggestion. Um, and we're going to give it serious thought. Some things we're going to say, 
no, it doesn't really fit. Some things we're going to say, yeah, that's spectacular. So, um, so like people in the UK, I'm a soccer fanatic, football. Oh my goodness. Bring it. I want to talk soccer. And we know we have some guests I want to bring on that we're just diehard fans. I might have fans. to skip that episode. Hey, do it. <laughs> you know, I want, if I could talk cigars and soccer for a whole podcast, I'm all about it. So if you want to hear it, just let us know. Million dollars butt. Million dollars butt. Whenever a member of the opposite sex asks a question to you, and this, we're going to say this is for life. When a million, <laughs> million dollars butt, whenever a member of the opposite sex asks a question, your pants turn into inappropriately short shorts. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Inappropriately short shorts. We're like talking the, the like pockets are sticking out the We're bottom. talking pockets out, <laughs> Daisy Dukes. You probably have a little bit of butt cheek hanging out of oh, the backside. Oh, my goodness. You don't want to see that, folks. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I don't have any hair. I'm, I have all the hair on my face. I'm luckily not, I'm not a hairy person. Yeah. So. I don't have to worry about that. Um, I have tattoos all over my body, so you're going to see all the artwork that I have. You know what? I'm taking the money. Are you? I'm taking it, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not going to be, like, hanging brains. not going to show. It's going to be inappropriately short. I'm talking, like, shorter than, like, 1970s basketball, probably. Mm. Give me the money. Because you know, what's going to happen is, you know, Mary going to ask me a question. Like in a serious tone, then poof, instantly I'm in Daisy Dukes. It's going to cut the tension if there's a, if there's something there. So I just, I, mom, just don't ask me a question. Oh gosh. What about you? I don't think that one's worth it. Um, I mean, you got to think about, there's certain situations where that could be a major issue. I, I, I major want you, issue. I want you to go to like traffic court. The yeah. judge ask you, yeah. why were you driving so fast? Boom. Short shorts. Well, think about, so you're a carpenter. Uh-huh. You do cabinets in people's houses. Uh-huh. Every time someone that's a, a woman asks you a question about her cabinets. Hopefully I'm wearing a tool belt. <laughs> well, that's not going to hide the fact that all of a sudden your your pants just went, zoop. Uh, do they fall off or do they do they shrink up? I'm going to say they shrink up. They you shrink some, up? You get some Steve Irwin shorts. <laughs> I'm ta- I, it's I'm, not worth it, man. I'm taking it. I'm taking it's the money. It's not worth a million dollars. You know what? It's a good conversation starter. and you Not know, at all. Uh, I'm taking it. It's not worth it. Yep. <laughs> I just, I I'm just can't going see through it being so, worth it. I'm going through so many scenarios in my head now. Now, if it was a billion dollars, <sighs> I would probably take it. But a million? I'm trying to think. I worked in the lounge today, and I think I had three females ask me a question. Yeah, it'd still be worth it. I'd, I'd do it. Because, you know, I'm not going to, I won't be naked. It'd just be no, shorty shorts. It, it wouldn't necessarily be an issue every day, but there are situations where that would be a problem. I, I mean, it's all time how and place. Many, how many jobs do you think you would lose because of that? Because it's going to happen. You're, you're going to be asked to leave when that happens. Because it's, not only is it just short shorts, because like nowadays, you know, the, the new swimming trunks, like, some of those are pretty short, and, yeah. and they get away with it. Um, I mean, you're talking inappropriate short shorts, so it's not just short. I'm going. I'm going to roll the dice because I don't talk to a ton of customers. I'm going to roll the dice. Take it, man. It's not worth it, dude. Not a million for the you know, rest of your I, life. I, you know, I don't know. I was just thinking too. You know, if you're at you know the store and you're checking out, and the lady asks you, "How was your day today?" Boom, short shorts. <laughs> Uh, I'm still taking the money. I'm doing it. No. Yep. So here's the other question about it. Would would the pants go back to pants at some point? Or would you just like have to go buy new pants every day? I would I would say yeah, no, I'd say they'd probably go back whenever the conversation's over or whenever one of y'all. That changes leave. your answer. If you gotta buy a pair of pants every day you're like No, life. they just magically they magically go back to pants just like they magically went to shorts. Okay, but is it worth it if you have to buy new pants? You'd have to buy new pants every day. Well, yeah, because that I would get expensive. Your million dollars would be gone fast. Well, I don't, I don't get asked questions every day, though. So you don't think Marielle asks you a question every day? Hey, she can see me in whatever. I don't care. That's not. That's not what I'm saying, though. You now lose a pair of pants. No, I, they, I'm gonna. They magically. No, that's not. Like, I'm asking a different oh, question. Uh, yeah, because the jeans I wear, they're like ten bucks. Still, eh. think about that. Ten dollars a day. I can buy a hundred pair. For a thousand bucks, I'm good for a year right there. 
if she asked me 100, 100 questions. And it, or, I mean, if that's the case, you know, maybe I'd just be the guy that wears short shorts from now on. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Short shorts and Jordans. What about, like, when it's super cold outside? <laughs> the, the pool was cold. <laughs> A little Seinfeld reference there. <laughs> There's, that's one for you, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Think about I, I, that when it's really cold outside. And now you you just lost your britches and you're wearing shorty shorts. Yeah. And you probably got boots on. You know, you, you wear those uh, Red Wing boots, yeah, right? Yeah. So you're walking around in short shorts and Red Wings. Hey, new fashion statement. <laughs> send me send me to France. That's like the be romper. <laughs> That's gonna now be that like, might change it. It's gonna be you know. now. So what if every time uh, a, a woman asks you a question, you your outfit converted to a romper? Uh, yeah, I'd still do it. <laughs> yeah. You could be bought so easily. No, I mean, I've said no to numerous things. Yeah, but come on. It's almost worth me going and getting a million dollars to give you and and asking you to wear a romper every day. Public embarrassment really doesn't have an effect on me. Um, I'll take it. Yeah, that it's not worth it. To you, me. you want me to do a romper? I'll tell you what. You get me a romper. I'll wear a romper up here. Oh my gosh! You realize multiple customers are going to listen to this, and somebody's going to buy you a romper. You didn't think they would. Screw it. I'll do it. I'm, <laughs> hey. Oh, my gosh. A Shuttleworth always pays its debt. All right, folks. You heard it right here. Somebody please send this man a romper. I'm please. Six, I'm 6'1", 250. Get one that fits. Yeah, you probably need what? Like a, a 2X? <laughs> probably. <laughs> send him a, a medium. Let's just see what it looks like. <laughs> we'll post a picture. Hey, if you send it, I'll wear it. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening. Next week, we are going to do um, the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro. It's a Drew Estate cigar. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one that I smoke quite a few of. I absolutely love that cigar. Yeah, I I do too. Yep. If you're you're local to Little Rock or or somewhere near, come by and grab one here at the shop. Um, If you're not, find your local brick and mortar. If you order online, order them online. Whatever you got to do. Yep. Get one. Just make sure you have one. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. Later.